Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This is Rebel Guru Radio with best-selling spiritual author Eric Pepin. Season 2, Higher Balance Classics, Timeless Teachings. Rebel Guru Radio is sponsored by Cramp Medic, the most powerful cramp fighting supplement on the market. I think it's an excellent product. I can honestly say for myself, and this is of course uh, difficult to say because it's coming from me, but I hope you take my word on it. I don't think there's anything out there better than Cramp Medic for leg cramps. I used to get them on a near daily basis, maybe every couple days. I know that uh, when I had my motorcycle or bicycle, uh, my legs would be the worst. I would wake up in the middle of the night in pain. Uh, there have been times where I've thought about maybe I should go to an emergency room. Since I've used Cramp Medic, I probably use one serving and I will not have to reach into using this again probably for two, two and a half weeks. That is more than double what I felt was the recommended like once for every seven days. That's how effective is. I do think that people need to use it for two to three times to build up somehow in your in your system. We have mainly all positive reviews. Apple cider vinegar is what is going to reduce, you know, acid buildup in your muscle tissue very rapidly. Cayenne pepper is going to expand your capillaries to move that blood into those tight cramping muscles that just do not want to let blood in there to soften it. It is very, very effective. It is going to get in there. Electrolytes very fast. It's going to do the job. It's just a great product. And that's what I have to say about it, crampmedic.com. The other thing I wanted to say is the Higher Balance Institute store, HBI, or higherbalance.com. We've worked very hard at reducing and slashing the pricing, trying to keep it as a mainstay price forum. Uh, People have said over the years it's too expensive for them and they can't afford it. Uh, I don't know what the next excuse is going to be because it is extremely affordable. Um, We're doing our best to do that. Having Cramp Medic, finding other stuff to maneuver around so we can keep this thing going uh, has allowed us to bring those prices down. Uh, We do have a lot, a lot of material, a lot of classes that are really excellent, I feel. you know, going probably for several dollars, some of those classes, uh, probably at least 70, 80% off of what we charge, maybe even more. Uh, one thing we may do is maybe change around in the store, like uh, uh, bi-monthly or something, which modules we're offering, because there's so many, I think people get lost in it. So if there is something you want, I strongly suggest you grab it before we start moving it around, but it will come available again. It just may take six months to a year before the, all those other ones start arriving. Uh, back for availability and we're going to start taking down some probably to try to keep some organization to just the the bulk of uh, information there which I'm very proud of Um, so that's what I have to say on that please check out Higher Balance Institute uh, you know or higherbalance.com and uh, support Higher Balance please get uh, and try out uh, cramp medic for family, friends, anybody who has leg muscle problems or any kind of muscle problems in particular. It it truly is the best product out there. No foams, no creams. You don't have to run to the bathroom if you're working at the office to put on foams on your leg by pulling on your pants and trying to get to your legs. Uh, no need for tablets. One shot, seven days, phenomenal. If you are interested in acquiring Eric Pepin's books, visit higherbalancebooks.com.
Higher Balance presents The Power of Surrender, Part 1 of 4. What does it mean to surrender? To accept death. Why is surrender important? In spiritual terms, surrender is probably the most critical skill, point, uh, understanding to have. It's a deciding factor of the level of reception that you will receive when you leave this world. It is a determinant factor of how much peace you will find in this life. What is surrender? And how do you surrender? <laughs> if surrender could be explained in a hundred words or less, that would be fantastic. I mean, I'll, I'll do the best that I can. You know, I think the first thing is, is, is that needs to be addressed is what is not surrender that at least we're addressing here and now. Okay, When I use the term or the word surrender, most people see a little white flag, uh, a sense of submission, um, a, a form of weakness. It is looked at, in most cases, in a negative sense. Now, of course, everybody listening to this will probably have an understanding that I'm speaking in a spiritual metaphor, but... Even in the deeper subconscious, you're still thinking it's some form of defeat. Surrender is absolute. It is the defining point in your spiritual progress. It is an act of trust, faith, and an absolute inner beauty. Surrender, in the terms that I'm speaking, is probably one of the most absolute difficult things to do for a human being, at least from, from our perspective. What you're attempting to learn is to open yourself up unconditionally, absolute trust, and you're opening that up to the universe. Now, the problem with that is that innately in all human beings is a survival instinct. If you really had me boil it down and said, Eric, let's try to get to the very root of this. Let's go beyond what most people discuss about this and they say just surrender and you know why they haven't been able to have the breakthroughs that they've had. What do you think it is? If you ask me to boil it down to the root cause, it is our instinctual sense to survive, to live. And that becomes a problem because when you think in terms of surrender, death plays a role in that concept because almost absolute surrender means almost to, to give your existence up. I mean, if you really boil it down, you really don't know what it means. It's something that's absolutely internal, but it's, it's almost like you just give up. It's time to leave this world. You're done. You're through. The other difficult challenging that I think is part of the root problem of this is the sense of not only survival, 
but the sense of immortality or a desire to live forever in your physical body. That there is such a connection to your physical body being your your isness, who you think you are. Even when you say, I know that I'm more, you don't really have faith that you are more. I mean, you, it's very difficult for people to acknowledge their spiritual body, per se, over their physical organic body. And because of that, you can say on the forefront of your, of your, of your consciousness, I'm, you know, perfectly okay with leaving this physical body. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm, I'm, I'm accepting that. But that's a bunch of hogwash. If you internalize and you really reflect, no, you're not. You're just as afraid of death as anybody else. You're afraid of that transaction. Now, there are rare cases where some people really do have a form of surrender. Some people who've decided that they don't want to battle their illness and they want to just move on or they're overtired or certain elderly people who, who just feel they're at this point where their body is just aching and it's depressing and it's it's riddled with problems and, and they've really come to terms with with leaving. You'll notice that there's a certain kind of peace about them. It's as if they made peace with life. It is a acceptance that they're not worried about their bills no more, their relationships no more, their physical objects that they own. There is a resolve that it almost makes them clear or, or feel at great peace within themselves. And you can only really have that when you really, truly accept you're going to move on. The problem is, is in one way you want to to re, be able to achieve true, and I, and I do use the word true, surrender. Because if you can do it, if you can achieve it, if you can experience it, you're going to really truly realize for the first time how trivial life's demands are on you. I was watching a, a program not too long ago. They were discussing the differences between happy people and, and people who tend not to, to be too happy. And the bottom line, it boiled down to this. They found statistically a significant margin that people who tend to smile more and had an, a much more positive outlook on life, that when something went wrong, they were like, you know, it'll all work out in the end or, or try to really put a positive slant on it. They found that these people had longer lasting relationships, better prosperity in their life, better health in their life. I mean, we're not, we're not talking 2%, 10%, 20% difference. We're talking large numbers here. And that the people who reflected negatively or pessimistic, you could say, certainly when you looked at their life and where they were in their security in life, whether it be financially or personal and their relationship, etc., was significantly more in, the, in what we would consider a negative zone. I think that anybody who can grasp the concept of true surrender can flip, no matter what their personality is, that negative tonature of energy and turn it into a positive tone of energy. I think that the people who take this positive slant, saying it'll all work in the end, everything's okay, and they internalize that and they feel that and they, they're able to emotionalize that, I would say those people also are, have a better understanding or acceptance to some form of surrender. 
And of course, I don't want to get too off track with the, the, the term that I just said, some form of surrender, because I, I do believe that surrender can be experienced on levels of, of deeper forms of that form of surrender. And that, of course, is what I want to propose and teach tonight, is that you don't have to do this, this A to Z effect, and then you're going to realize you can't do that, so you might throw the towel in. The idea is to teach you an A to B, A to C, A to D, etc., so forth, so on and so forth, so that you can achieve this level of surrender. When you can surrender, when you learn to surrender, life becomes brighter. Life becomes more beautiful than beautiful. Everything you experience is is like your first kiss, your, the, the, a hug from your mother that maybe you hadn't seen in a long time because you were, were away from home. It is the, 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 the first real sunrise that you actually stopped to watch and you began to feel the moments of, of what it offered for the first time and savored that experience. It is better than that. To surrender frees you from the collective consciousness that holds you in place, the dough. You, you look at your bills and you go, well, they're there. They're going to be there. I, I'm working on dealing with it. You you find a way of letting go of that that pressure. You let go of people holding on to you. You you let go of the things that are holding you in place that are preventing you from from finding the completion, the completion that you're you're searching so desperately for within your inner self. And the the irony the irony of this is that you refuse internally to surrender. And again, I, I say the main reason for that is is because inside of us we feel that if we surrender, it's like giving our life up. And because these two are so interconnected in our psyche, this is what really prevents us from experiencing that absolute surrender. So through that understanding and that observation is where you are able to begin to reflect about peeling away those barriers. Now, of course, if you look at meditation, meditation is very close to that concept. It's really teaching you incredible tools to actually allow yourself to consider this whole surrender thing. Because I'll tell you, some people think they can just do it. Well, if you can just do it, why haven't they done it? And believe me, you'll know if somebody's done it. You cannot help but feel their absolute presence when, when, they, when they do it. And it's profound. It's profound. What are we surrendering to? You are surrendering to the very source that has created everything you are surrendering to call it god or the universe or whatever your belief wants to describe it as 
Is surrender a specific act that you would do, like meditation, or is it a state of mind? Well, it can start off as a process or a mechanism, which I'll fully explain. But, you know, it has its limitations as far as what you can do as an act. You can only set up the premise of what you're about to do. An example would be, or what one person would do through, through what I would suggest, is to, to be in, in a room by yourself. Make sure you're not disturbed. Um, just, just like meditation. And instead of sitting, in a sense, to prepare yourself to do meditation, you would stand up, maybe face north, and then much how you would see like Muslims, how they would, would bow in order to, to praise Allah in this particular way, you would clear your mind, try to clear your emotions. And one of the first things that you need to do is you need to start saying, I forgive my intentions. And you have to start thinking about what those intentions are because you've internalized them. That may be cruelties to other people. It may be cruelties to yourself. It may be uh, the fact that you know that you've become too consumed with, with money or monetary gain. It may mean that you haven't done enough for, for others, that you feel that you should have given something more. But you have to, to release internalized thought. Thought. You have to give yourself permission to release that. God is not necessarily going to judge you in the sense that most religious beliefs try to plug on you and that you need to pay your fee per se to gain entrance into the pearly gates or you need to confide into a, a priest and do X amount of Hail Marys or whatever the method is, forget it. The real truth, what it really boils down to is, can you forgive yourself? Can you forgive yourself? Because I don't think anybody can really forgive you until you can forgive yourself. Because that's the only way that you can freely convey your, your compassion for the errors you've made in life to, to yourself or to others. Otherwise, you're just really making surface statements. But you may carry pain. And you may be able to show that pain to someone else if you've done wrong to them. But that doesn't mean, in an energy terms, that you've, you've purged yourself from that negative vibration. So the first thing that you have to start concentrating on is giving yourself permission, even if it's temporary permission. Now, that may sound odd, but you know sometimes that's what you need to do to, to experience enough to gain footing to understand what this is really about. Okay? You need to, to release and forgive yourself of your own crimes that only you can understand and internalize. That you have to be compassionate to yourself as growing as a being. And you cannot forgive yourself unless you truly can recognize and internalize the error that you've made. You have to be able to acknowledge that you see this in error. You can't just say, I forgive myself. But this is the tricky part. You have to internalize, I would never want to do that again in, in, in a truth level. You have to, to see mentally, intellectually, you have to be able to conceive your error. And you give yourself permission to be forgiven. Now that may sound very self-righteous, but you know, I don't think another person can say you're, you're, you can forgive yourself now. You have to forgive yourself. And that's what 
peels away the layers that I'm referring to. And as you do that, you have to do it without condition. You can't think about, I'm going to give, it, give myself forgiveness for today or for next week, or I'm going to become more arrogant and more righteous because now I'm, I'm relieved of these issues. Because you, you, you're not going to go anywhere. Again, the mind is so complicated. I've often said that you cannot gain higher entrance to higher vibrations because you yourself know your own sin, your own errors, your own negativity. Your tonal is, is, is irrefutably acknowledged, but there's a way to purge that. And, and that is through self-reflection and self-work. So by internalizing and forgiving yourself, you may not be able to do it the first hundred times. But you have to try. And in a sense, you, there's a part of you that wants to ask God for, for forgiveness. And this is what we've been taught in this, this three-dimensional world, per se. And this is how religious... Uh, teachers have, have said that you have to get forgiveness through God and you got to go through our methodology of, of, of doing this. Or you can ask God on your own terms to be forgiven. But the point is, is that, I mean, we all want to be forgiven, but there's this little part in our deeper psyche that never really, really feels it's been completely forgiven. I believe that God gives you the choice to forgive yourself. That ultimately, it knows that you will hold yourself responsible until you have truly come to terms with the issues that you're holding inside of you. God, just like anybody else, doesn't want to say, you're, you're okay, you're forgiven, you can get in now. We want that acknowledgement because we've been taught that through society to get that from our parents. We've been punished by them, and then they acknowledge when we're forgiven by telling us, okay, you can go do this or this now, or you're off curfew or whatever. I mean, this is social logic. This is how we think as human beings. It's been integrated into our thinking. But we never really think about forgiving ourselves. We know we did something bad. We, we did our penance and we move on. But that, does that remove or create the lesson, truly, that we need to internalize to grow? I really want people to think about what I just said. So when you begin, you could call it purging, if you will, but you, you need to forgive yourself. And you have to remember, just because you forgive yourself does not necessarily mean someone else has learned to forgive you. Part of that is, is to make sure that even though you've forgiven yourself, by forgiving yourself also means that you've opened your heart big enough that you need to somehow share realistically with someone else if they're willing to accept that, that somehow you want to help heal them or make the error you made right for them now. You've worked on yourself. Now it's time for you to see if you can make it right with that other person. If you cannot, you cannot hold yourself forever punished. Do you understand? You, 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 got it. you can't expect someone else to give you that release as much as also that you need to give this release to other people surrender is not just about things you've done to other people but it's also things that people have done to you you need to 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 forgive those things because all of these things are like sticks and each one of these sticks is stuck into you and someone's holding that stick into you and you've got your own sticks into other people that you're holding in them. And what it really is, is it's holding your identity, your consciousness, your thinking, your who you think you are is really held in this way, in this place. When I speak of the dough, 
one of the, the most powerful elements of the dough is exactly what I'm trying to explain right now that really has no name. I mean, it has variations of names, but none of them that really dissect what it really is. Because if you don't know exactly what it is, if we cannot distill this down in this conversation, again, you will never know how to truly surrender. Does everybody understand? So you have to take time either once a week, once a, a month, whatever it is, and not expect to just all of a sudden be purged and you're ready for full surrender. If that's how you're approaching this, forget it, give it up right now. Forget it. It ain't going to happen. Because that's not true. That's ego surrender. Real surrender starts with, with small work that really equates big work. Okay? You just don't realize it. So you have to start deciding where you even want to begin. You may want to review it mentally and then and then forgive it. Forgive it. Let it go. Say, I'm, I'm going to let this go now. Now, our ego and our inner mind then says, well, if we let it go, what's going to prevent this person from hurting us again? Now I'm opening myself wide open. I'm becoming a sucker. They're just going to take advantage of this. Listen, no one is telling you to be naive. Nobody's saying that you should be stupid or foolish to do. Listen, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Because I've forgiven does not mean I have forgotten by which methods you, you, you use in your life. I'll forgive you, but I'm also smart enough that I know that I have to move on. And I'm, I'm going to surrender you away now. I, I know that, that, that in order for me to grow, maybe it's time for me to let go of you if you're consistently hurting me. And you have to forgive yourself in order to be able to let that person go. Because it is the same guilt in just a different perspective that's holding you in place, that's allowing this damage to be done to you. You're not forgiving yourself enough or being being considerate enough of yourself that you know that you have to let go of this person. Your, your ego is holding you in place. Does everybody understand? So... It takes a lot of consideration as to what exactly I'm talking about. It takes a lot of inner soul searching. And don't expect to do everything in one session. It takes time. So again, you can stand up and then when you're ready to start you know, releasing these inner issues, you need to just maybe kneel down in, in, in a method that would be considered ceremonial to you. Because this is ceremonial. You're about ready to do something that is very, very, very challenging and difficult to you. In, in reality, what you're doing is, is you're, you're taking the identity of the brain that you've absorbed for a personality your whole life, and you're now going to pull all of the thorns that you've accepted as part of your wounds that you would have to carry for the rest of your life. And you're going to pull those wounds out one at a time, those thorns. Think about that. So you're really taking apart the damages that, that, that you've accepted and you have now molded your psyche as to how you perceive the world. How you perceive other people. How you perceive how life will, will affect you. Which goes right back to what I was saying before. To these people who have a pessimistic perspective and an optimistic perspective. And what the benefits in life are to them. They are more willing to let those thorns be pulled out is what I'm saying. And because they're willing to do that, 
they're able to let the light of life or prana, the universe, into them that reciprocates a more positive relationship to the situations in life so that they have a better quality life in retrospect. And you can have that too. You can have that. You just have to choose to act on that, to, to, to consider what I'm saying. And there is no specific beginning or end to which subjects you want to take first. Don't take the big issues. Start with little issues. Start with anything that comes to mind. Take 15 minutes every few days and, and just let whatever comes out in your ceremonial process, however you want to design it. It's between you and yourself. Do you follow me? You just say, okay, I'm going to lift this out. I'm going to forgive myself for this. I'm going to release this. I'm going to surrender this unconditionally. And if I get hurt again, I accept the hurt. I accept the hurt. If I'll be punished for this, I accept the punishment. If any negative connotations will come from this, I accept it. I surrender to whatever's going to happen and I accept it willingly. When you are able to, to begin these sessions where you're releasing issues, mark my words, your life will get better in leaps and bounds. Leaps and bounds. But it's really you who is the deciding factor to the quality of your life. If you can either learn to surrender or not surrender. Now, when I say there are levels of surrender, perhaps you're beginning now to understand what I mean. As you begin working with yourself, you're going to, to release these issues. And you may have to release them several times because they're, they're, they're so used to being there. They're going to reformat back and you're just going to release them again. And eventually you're, you're going to come out on top. And then you'll progress from there. But you're working with these layers. And if you don't want to give them up, remember, I believe that these are factors that are holding the frequency that you vibrate out that the universe is responding to you with. So if you're unhappy with your life or you're unhappy with the hand that's been dealt you, I assure you, you have played a role in that hand dealing. Does everybody understand me? And you also have the power to relinquish it. To relinquish it. It's a choice. I repeat, it is a choice. It is a choice. And you can choose to do it and take and make the effort to do it, or you accept the circumstances and the terms of, of your, what's going on in your life now. So, each day, each day, you choose a place and a time or each week, each month, whatever you choose or that you feel the moment. You find a special place and you don't have to voice it out or you can voice it out. It's really your choice. There's no specific ritual per se. It's how you choose to do it. But you want to have a kind of consistency in, in doing it. You want to be able to say, I forgive myself. I release, I surrender, I surrender this issue, I surrender that issue. When you truly have 
begun to surrender issues, when you go to your foundation meditations, when you use the other tools from, from higher balance, if you think you got results before, the results you're going to get now are going to be a hundred times more intense. A hundred times more intense. As I've said a hundred times, how you think, the vibration that you put out is based upon how the brain interprets your perspective or how society has told you to accept your experience. And you've, you've created a vibration inside of yourself to punish yourself from that perspective. That's it. That's the bottom line there. So would you say that when you accept the terms of your life and you don't make the choice to surrender, you're greatly contributing to the hand that is being dealt to you? Everything that I teach you is based upon your consciousness and experience. Experiences are the vibrational fibers that build your vibrational soul, your dimensional body. And when you leave this physical body, and we speak about reincarnation, or how you're going to progress, or what's going to happen, I often said to you that the vibration that you your frequency is, is emanating at is going to be the deciding factor as to, to how high you can move into the realms of the vibrations of God or the universe to define that final level that you're seeking, okay? And that this vibration also would determine how you are incarnated or to what circumstances you will be incarnated to. Do you follow me so far? So when you choose to be aware of the knowledge that I'm giving now, and you know it exists, and you say to yourself, I'm too tired, I'm too lazy, I'm not willing, I got too many things going on in my life, that you just don't even want to make an effort to what I'm saying, then, then what you're really doing is you're accepting the vibration that you're at. You're accepting that you're not completely happy with everything in your life, you have angry issues, you have you have mixed emotional issues, you're really accepting where you are at without really saying you want to put forth any real effort to improve your vibration. Think about this. You meditate because you're trying to build skills to understand the universe, your place in it, etc., etc. You want to expand your knowledge base, your influence, uh, explore. I mean, all of these are excellent, excellent things. I don't have any problem with any of those. But when you start asking me about what surrender is and in how you can accelerate even your experiences that you're learning now, how can I, how can I even manifest these into to better experiences? I'm telling you how to do it. Drop the luggage. Drop the luggage directly, intervening directly, drop it, and then continue with your with your other experiences, and they're going to profoundly blossom. But you're carrying dead weight. And so by dealing with that psychological weight, you're really loosening up your dimensional consciousness to be a lot lighter, brighter, and, and more influential in, in your spiritual experiences. I'll explain in another perspective that surrender is the most powerful thing you can you can learn. Your consciousness and what you experience in life, good and bad, 
develop the tonal, the texture, the fibers. Your experience are fibers that that create the embodiment of your your dimensional body. Everything that you've learning from all of the other material is teaching you how to move that body, how to empower that body, how to enrich in the information, the fibers that you get, okay? And, and really direct more positive, that you're feeding more positive. But they're not necessarily teaching you how to remove these negative fibers from your vibration. So, surrender is uniquely one of the main tools that is saying, let's deal with these little fibers that are really part of the reason that's making it very difficult for you to achieve with all the other spiritual programs you're doing. So it is selectively allowing you to remove these negative fibers that have, have interwoven themselves deeply into your, your, your spiritual consciousness. And it's given you the ability to purge them. And when you begin to purge all of these, your, your tonal is just so much brighter and lighter. It's You can now experience the tonal, do, re, mi, fa, so, but you're, you're experiencing so without even leaving your physical body. You're, you're able to, to, to experience a higher level of frequencies unimaginable before. And because you've been tuning yourself up with all these other programs, you're able to sustain in those places longer, enriching yourself in, in a much higher level quality of information. And what you're really learning with surrender, you're learning that even though these are experiences, they really are not who you really are. But you've accepted them as who you are. You accepted them as a part of you your being, who you think you are, has been has been affected by them, but you can release them. You you have the power to release them, and and see yourself from a higher perspective, and heal all of those those deep psychological damaged wounds. Heal them effortlessly. And these deep seated negative conscious vibrations have a lot to do with disease and illness psychological problems fatigue depression sociological problems prosperity issues i mean i i hate tying it all in there but really think about it it's how you come across to other people psychologically and how they react to you it's what you internalize emotionally that affects your immune system it is, it, it's just simply everything that really affects the embodiment of this journey in your physical life. And it really is, is demonstrating to you a method, a simple but incredibly powerful method to begin, to begin releasing these and, and simply by forgiving yourself transforms them into this higher vibration. You know, when, when something happens to you, it affects your psyche in a traumatic way because all your sensations have taken it in. You've personalized it. You've personalized it. But when you watch something on TV, as dramatic and, and, and insane as it is, especially stuff we watch today, we don't necessarily internalize it the same way. But we can, we can learn from it. We learn from it and we gain a, a sense of wisdom 
or knowledge about those circumstances, but we haven't internalized them into our total fiber. What I'm saying is you can take all the experiences that have happened to you your whole life, instead of internalizing them and making them part of you, they're not part of you. You, you have the ability as a dimensional being to extract them and make them part of your progression of wisdom instead of internalizing them into a tonal that makes you have a lower tonal or holds you into a, to a lower frequency. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of just simply forgiving that matter. You release their hold and they become part of your, your knowledge base. When you die and you move into your dimensional self before you incarnate, much of, of, of the information you have becomes digested in that way and then bigger issues sometimes transcend into the next life. So what you're really doing is you're dealing with all of those things now. So by the time you really transcend and you dump what little is left, shows over. You don't there's you're you're an enlightened being. You're you have progressed to such a level of, of infinite understanding is profound. And I mean even enlightened beings carry these fibers. It's not to say that you will ever be 100% removed from them. But the more that you remove from them, the greater the experiences of life and how you perceive life and experience life and relate with life, the quality is going to be dramatically different. And I promise you it's going to be a very, very pleasant journey in this life. Why would someone be making the most critical error if they overlook surrender? Because you have a pursuit that you've started by searching someone like myself out. The purpose of searching someone out like myself is because you're looking to improve yourself. You're looking to enrich in yourself. You're looking to complete yourself. One of the above. You're looking for knowledge. And that, that knowledge that you're looking for is a knowledge that you want somehow to benefit you. So if you're going to consider all the other things that I've said or I've taught or anything else you've ever learned, if you listen to what I'm saying to you carefully, listen to it over and over and over again, not all in the same day, not in the same week, but, but once every few weeks, once a week for, for three months, but listen to it. And each time you're going to, to get a deeper reflection because the dough is going to make you forget much of this conversation, especially this conversation. I promise you above all other conversations, this one will evaporate from your mind the fastest. And there's a reason for it because it is ultimately the most powerful tool to you to awaken. Can someone surrender or go through a surrender process if they aren't relaxed? Well, Typically, no. Surrender, you really have to be ready to begin that process. It's not something you just can do driving a car or out doing things in general. You could find ways of doing that, but you know, most of the time you will turn it into more of an emotional release than into a, a forgiven surrender. There's a difference between emotional release where you just need to cry over a bad relationship breakup or the loss of a loved one or something to that effect. But there is a difference between surrendering it and having that emotional release. It's, it's more of a biochemical release than it is a inner fiber release. 
for instance, one of the, the worst things that we can experience is, is the loss of a loved one. And I'm not telling somebody to go out and try to surrender that in the first week or even the first year for that matter. You, you'll you know when you're ready to start considering it. But there's a point where you really can't move on with your life for many people until somehow you come to terms with the loss of someone you love. It's just unimaginable to move on. There comes a point when you know that you need to do that. You're just not sure how to go about doing that. You sit down and you you forgive yourself for feeling that you're ready to give it up because that creates more guilt to even think about it you forgive yourself and you have to accept the fact that it's okay it's okay it's time to move on you surrender that emotion that guilt that pain that loss you let it go it doesn't mean that you are not going to acknowledge that person anymore, that you won't miss that person no more. It's It becomes a different perspective in your consciousness. As I was speaking earlier, like the movie versus something that we so internalized because it was so direct and profound. But, but you have to remember one single thing. Life goes on. And, and as much as we want to hold on to other people, it is selfishness that we want to prevent them from progressing on to whatever destination they are meant to move on to. They have their own progression and their own agenda to move on to. Too many people want to hold on to, to these people's spirits or consciousness, and your consciousness in some ways is holding them here. So when you can come to terms that they need to progress, it's like letting your child go to college or or letting other people in your life that you love explore life. If you really love them, you'll set them free. And that's the hardest thing to do. But it's something that you have to come to terms with. And the sooner you can come to terms with that, the sooner you can grow and other perspectives and opportunities are able to come into your life that are going to enrich in you. That the universe is just waiting to give them to you, but you refuse to see them because you 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 have so interfibered these different frequencies, these this in, in some senses, which is half spiritual and energy, and the other half is biochemically. You you cannot progress, and you, and because of this, your your life becomes dismal and repetitive. It's okay to forgive yourself to let go, and that's what I'm trying to say. You can. Tell yourself it's time. How do you know when it's time to, to do that? You know already because you're thinking about it. You're considering the idea. You're telling yourself, I know I have to do this. If you weren't, if it wasn't time, it would not occur to you to begin thinking that way. You, you wouldn't even consider it. It would be a non-issue. Now, in some cases, it's been too long and, and because you're not even considering it, now, maybe through the concept of surrender, maybe you need to do a little check with yourself. And a check with yourself is, is kind of like a sounding board. You, you draw up that person's vibration and you, you just kind of say to yourself, okay, have I let you go? Have I let you move on? Am I, am I holding you still here with, with my desire, my will to have you in my life still? I love you so much. Well, what kind of love is that? Really, I mean, think about it. I know that sounds very cynical now how I'm presenting that, but that's, there's a reason for that. Love, you know, the, the Greek have, have four different terms for love. And, and you know, I'm going to say to you that you can love someone, someone so much that you can suffocate them. And I mean that in, in not only in a physical sense, but in a spiritual sense. 
you have to ask yourself, what kind of love of, do I have that I'm that I'm that I'm utilizing here, that I'm pouring out? Is this is this a, is this a liberating love for, for the other person, or is this a selfish love for me? And it's very hard to let go of selfish love. Very very hard. But if you truly want to grow as a whole being then you will acknowledge through self-observation, through checking yourself, reflecting these subjects, as I'm saying now, and you'll know that you need to work on that. And you can ask yourself to surrender it. I want to surrender this. I need to surrender. I need to set this free. I love you. I will love you forever, for eternity, but I'm setting you free now. And so if you are able to do that, there's a, a kind of knowledge of that, but there's not an internalizing emotion that's built into you. You still have the experience, you still have the knowledge, but you've released this, this internal, emotional, vibrational, interfibered energy into your being. Very important what I just said. Think about that. There's a difference between, between not letting go in a sense that you will always remember this person and there will be always a connection, but you can free them from this energy bond that's gluing everything, this interfiberness inside of you. You can free it. And it should never be used in a negative way. And you might say to yourself, how could it be used in a negative way? You might have somebody that you love and that you need to still continue a relationship with. And you might be looking at an excuse to abuse that relationship by saying okay well I'm gonna cut this person off in my life now because I just want to remove all these people well well you gotta checkmate yourself also and listen to that internal knowing that instinct that I've often referred to in many other training courses are you talking now from ego or are you talking from that true clear place of sincerity inside of you so again you have to use that bouncing board of feeling what is right and what's not for that moment you got Plenty of other garbage that you don't have to try to create garbage. Work in the past decade of your life. Start there. There's tons there. And just by doing one session, believe me, the next day you, you, you will be amazed at how different your life begins to, to change. It's, it's, it's going to be stunning. Higher Balance presents The Power of Surrender, Part 2 of 4. Would you please elaborate on how you can use surrender in a negative way? How you choose your perception or how you want to use the power of surrender should not be used in a way that you are erasing people from your life. You want to surrender what seems to be negative vibrations rather than, than just saying, the more people I surrender, the, the less I relate to life. The, the better I'll be. Well, the point is, is you're living life to grow as a dimensional being. There's a reason why you're here. It's, it's critically important. So you don't want to say to yourself, if I just start eradicating everything and anything, because everything in life must be bad because it's caused me some kind of pain. Well, sometimes some pains are, are, are good pains. Some of them are very growing. Some of them are very releasing and, and there's knowledge within those. So again, you have to use a sounding board and realistically understand what, what are really bad or negative vibrations that you need to let go of now. You've learned what you can from them and, and, and progress and move forward. So, so again, it's about internalizing that right from wrong and, and knowing it without abusing it for every single thing that you want to throw it at. Would approaching it that way be surrender at all? 
this is where you again are no longer in a surrender state of mind. You're now letting your ego center, your brain center control this beautiful process of being able to, to grow. So you're, you're taking this optimisticness that you're trying to develop for yourself and you're letting the pessimistic self that you, that's been running you start to pollute the whole surrender process and make you misunderstand the truth behind it or the power of, of using it correctly. Hence the need to be in a clear state of mind. Hence the need to have your ritual so that it enforces this whole process so that it cannot be spoiled by these other emotional intentions or this, these other centers from inside of you. Use your higher balance material because that's going to help you to achieve this without it being infiltrated by these, these darker regions. You know, surrender is a very complicated process and it sounds awful simple, but it's, it's really not. Persistence, consistency, like anything else that I teach, is the key. It is the key. Don't ever forget that. Be consistent, be consistent, be consistent with this, with this progress and you will succeed. That's the biggest secret. Now, some of the pros and cons were, were you know, to help you have a win situation, you can release something, feel great, and then a, a week later or a month later, that same issue begins to take hold again. This is done for several reasons. It could be because other people are really projecting it on you because of their connection to it. It's kind of like a telepathic link kind of thing. Or it could be because you're now reviewing it for some reason and it's being forced psychically from other places, okay? That it's making you reflect and re-give it structure again inside of you. You have to try to be aware of that and use the other techniques from like high guard, for instance, to help give you that advantage to not absorb that. And as long as you, you last long enough, you will find that you, your body or your energy fields, I should say, your dimensional body, will fill that frequency so that it cannot permalize in you. If it does internalize, you know, this is where you get into other techniques like from foundation and such. Now you're looking at mindfulness. And mindfulness is don't reflect on the negative so much. You know, be a Kung Fu master and throw it over your head. Well, you got to then use your mindfulness if you feel this trying to refeed or re-rasp onto you. You've got to use the tools that you have learned from me to advance yourself. But surrender still is ultimately an extremely powerful tool. Can there be any danger in surrendering? Well, like I said, you can abuse it by trying to make yourself feel nothing. And that's not what you want to achieve. You don't want to achieve a sense of feeling nothing. You just want to, to remove the deep pain. You certainly want to feel life. That's, that's part of life. That, that is going to infuse you. It's going to empower you. It's going to liberate you. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. Even pain in some cases is, is really a positive thing. You know what I'm saying? But what we're talking about is issues that really are creating a pessimistic view of life that you can really resolve inside of yourself. Why do we bow at the end of the meditation? That is a small level of surrender. The surrender that we're talking now is a much bigger level, and you can incorporate that if you like. 
The problem that I find with that is, is that the higher balance meditation is, is very powerful for what it's designed to do. It's designed to expand your consciousness. It's designed to increase your sensory or your psychic abilities. It's designed to feed your dimensional body good, clean, pure prana energy. It's designed to, to empower you. When you start incorporating the surrendering or purging process, okay, it's a little bit too much of a, a fast gear switch from, from what you're working on. And an example would be to say that you do a, a physical workout or aerobics class, you're really like all pumped up, then you have to sit down immediately and sit down and read five chapters of a book without really walking around or unwinding. It's, it's, it's not to say that it can't be done. When you really do surrender, you're applying wax on, wax off effect. You really are using the tools that you've been learning through your foundation and your other material. And now you're, you're going to, to quiet the babbler. You're going to slow your breathing. You're going to place yourself into a calm state. You're going to communicate with your inner sensor, your inner field, the way that you've been trained. And you're going to say, okay, I'm ready now to, to start selecting or, or feeling out what needs to percolate out for issues and, and start surrendering and forgiving and giving myself forgiveness to, to work with this stuff. That's what you're doing. So when you do a meditation and you surrender to the universe, yes, that, that's a very profound way of, of doing this. But when you start to directly deal with surrender, you're working with isolated and direct issues more so than just, just kind of working yourself. So the concept of, of breathing out at the end, releasing yourself, absolutely can be combined, okay, in the format that it is a form of surrender and, and feel free to just, just let yourself open up. But it's a very broad open up. The big issues aren't going to come out. You understand what I'm saying? You're still hanging on to those, but you're, you're going to wash them over time and wear them down a little bit and maybe you'll make them into pebbles and you'll be able to move them on. But if you want to speed your progression up and enhance this process, make it more beneficial, all of these things, you can literally start purging larger issues out faster. And then when you do these things, they're going to be much more intense. Can anyone surrender or do you need to have an acknowledgement or training of some sort? I think that some people intellectually could probably grasp this and do a very good job. Although I think that the people obviously who have been working on the foundation series and this material are, are going to have much better results no matter who they are um, based upon their training with the other material and their knowledge base without a doubt. Does surrender enhance meditation results? Absolutely. Meditation is based upon, first of all, controlling the babbler and how long you can let yourself kind of flow. Flow comes from prana coming into you from your concentration. It builds, it creates a vibration as you accumulate this higher vibration, this pure energy from prana. You're moving yourself or surfing. You're actually tonalizing, okay? What weighs you down is your psyche issues from your brain kind of percolating into the mind process or this energy trying to, to write it, program it. It's feeding the babbler, which is kind of this heavy weight kind of bringing you down all the time. and you're, you're kind of washing it out slowly, and this is what this whole process is about. 
So if you've purged and you found surrender uh, releases, well, the very sources that are, are weighing your tonal down as you're trying to reach these higher vibrations, well, obviously you've just dropped 10 tons from your pull level that you know of, of going uphill that you're trying to get to this magnificent view to experience it. Can surrender help you develop multi-dimensional consciousness? Absolutely. It will get you there 10 times faster when you use this in combination with all of the other material. Let me give you one example. I mean, if, if you just sit in your chair or on the floor or whatever, and you put your feet flat on the ground and you take your hands and you put them in your lap just like as if you were meditating, I mean, everybody's kind of just, just do that, okay? And just clear yourself, just the way you were trained. Just take a nice breath in and exhale out. Just let yourself relax. Now, I want you to take another deep breath in. And I want you to think to yourself, I give myself forgiveness. And then blow out. Again, thinking to yourself, breathing in, I give myself forgiveness. And now I open my heart completely to the universe, freely, willingly, and openly, and trusting. I surrender to you, God, the universe. Take my heart if you choose. Breathe in. I surrender. Now, take a deep breath in through your mouth. Open your eyes and ask yourself how you feel. Now, if that feels good, imagine what surrendering and the terms that I'm trying to say to you will do for you. It's profound. For men, it's going to be three times harder than it will be for women. Because men, the emotional base in the brain is less um, sensitive. I always say for one pound statement for a man, a woman will feel the same thing five pound to ten pound. Same exact frequency. So it, it's not your fault if you're a male. Um, it's the design of your machinery, your body. So you have to kind of work on, on having deeper releases unless you are really balanced and you've, you've got that place.
But if you are very masculine, it's going to take more work and more time. If you are a female, females are going to be able to really purge. And the immediate result is with them is you're, they're going to find like the next day, they're much more upbeat. They're much more happier. Women tend to hold pain, uh, negative energy in their lower uh, stomach region. And you'll find that they have a lot less, if none at all. It's almost as if it's been released. And they can just really internalize thought, emotion, or feeling, or whatever it is, and just begin telling themselves, I forgive myself, I'm, I'm releasing it. You are your own judge. You choose to carry your pain. You can choose to free yourself of that pain. And God gave you that option because you can only free yourself of it when you have really learned from it. It makes you absolved. You're absolved. But if you would do it again, there's no way you could let yourself do that because it, it just will not go because you're not really ready. You didn't learn from it. You're, you're lying. You're fibbing. And you cannot lie to the universe. You can't fake it. It's impossible. It's a frequency. But think about what I just said. Think about what I just said. You choose to hold these memories, these feelings inside of you, this guilt. You choose to hold your guilt inside of you. And your guilt is causing you illness. Your guilt is causing you suffering. Your guilt is causing you muscle tension. Your guilt is causing your immune system to drop so you're more vulnerable to illness. This is fact. This is science. This is something we all understand. By removing and forgiving yourself of this guilt, you don't need someone to give you permission. You don't need a lover to give you permission. You don't need a, a, a parent to give you permission. You don't need, you need for your own survival to acknowledge the right and wrong that you've done and forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. And you will liberate yourself and you will, will clear the inner palace of your soul with, with absolute light and brilliance. And you, you don't have to have permission from anybody to do that because God gave you that permission a long time ago. A long time ago. You just have to, to accept it. And that's your own guilt. It's accepting it. So maybe the first thing you need to surrender is the guilt of saying that you can surrender and that you're allowed inner forgiveness, that you can give yourself forgiveness. Think about that. One of the things that I, I want to point out that, that I touched upon was how other people devastate us and manifest shame and guilt inside of us. You might be ready for forgiveness so that you can better the quality of your life, but other people hang on to their anger. And what they do is they manifest and they feed that and strengthen it inside of you by bringing it up, by comparing the wounds and the damage you've done, et cetera, et cetera. And in so doing, they hold you in that place. And what happens is there's a natural instinct after a while that, that begins. And, and it, it is a repelling mechanism where you want to begin escaping from that person. And, and you'll start thinking how to escape. And there, there's a real mechanism for that because you are creating illness inside of you. You're, you're harboring all this inner pain and you're, you're being told you, you cannot be forgiven. And then when you are forgiven, it's re-brought up again and it proves to you that you will never be forgiven. 
your body doesn't understand why it feels a certain way, but you you know that you need to escape. You need you know that eventually you need to remove yourself from this other person's life, and so now you're in more anguish because you you're upset at yourself for wanting to do that. But eventually you will you will you'll run. It's survival. In a sense, you're dying. They're killing you, and you're killing yourself. And that same survival instinct is going to kick in, and it's just a matter of how long you're fighting with it. And here you are using. Whether you realize this or not, subliminally, all of your interdimensional energy, all of your prana, your spiritual fiber is really what is trying to hold you together so that you can progress on. But all of the interwoven psychological cruelty you think you've caused or you've done or the error of your mistake. Listen, you have a right to make errors in your life. You have that right. Okay? Because that's part of the learning process. Having said that, you also have the right given to you for forgiveness. But you only will have forgiveness for yourself if you can acknowledge the error that you've made. If you cannot acknowledge that error, you cannot be forgiven. You can't unite. The universe has its own mechanism of control. You have you are forced to acknowledge your error and then you can progress on. Now, another person can hold you in, in place because they use guilt to keep you from, from freeing yourself. So you have to acknowledge that and you, you have to realize what it is and you have to forgive yourself and surrender that so that they can't have that power on you anymore. And if they, if they fear that you're going to do that again or whatnot, they have to accept the fact that, that this is life and you have a right to live, that you you do not exclusively belong to any one person but yourself, and that you're with them by choice. And they cannot force you to say that it is choice. This is something you have to remember. This is very complex. So keep it simple. Surrender it. Surrender it. Let them have their own issue. But they have to realize that the only reason you're there is because you, you're choosing to be there. The only reason why you're doing something is because you choose to be there. Once you forgive yourself, you empower yourself. And that's what God wants for you to do. It wants you to grow. And realization of this is absolute growth. Does psychic or sixth sense development have anything to do with surrender? I believe that, you know, again, as I've, I've taught throughout my material, I think that the sixth sense is critical. For us to understand surrender to even the level that I'm describing it, the only reason I have to break this down to the degree that I'm breaking it down to is because most people haven't developed the sixth sense. The only reason you can understand what I'm saying thus far is because of the five senses you have used have given yourself enough information to have matured intellectually over your life, that you understand many of the analogies and concepts I'm giving you so that you can bridge over to this missing link. If you had developed highly this array of six sensibility, this would have logicalized and made sense to you without ever having it to be really um, prepositioned to you or, or proposed to you or laid out so much. I mean, you still could utilize it, but your other self would have already have started to purge you because your completion really comes from a lot of the sixth sense process. Because of the, the lack of the sixth sense development, as I would teach it, we're really integrating this to bring you up to speed as a completion process, as a being. 
And so I'm, I'm helping you with, while you're learning to develop all these other sensories, we're quickly throwing out a lot of the, the garbage you've built up by, by helping you direct and, and focus on these tools. Is there a specific chakra that can intensify or help in surrendering? Sure. I mean, you don't really need me to tell you this. You already know what I'm going to say. Which chakra am I going to say? Heart. Of course. I mean, do the same thing. Think about your surrender. Surrender and, and just focus on your heart chakra. Watch how it magnifies the whole surrendering process. Put it into your, your process. It's that simple. Can you be in a state of surrender and still be interacting with the world? Yeah. It's hard to do. Because the only thing that you want to do is you just kind of want to smile and cry at the same time, tears of joy. It is a wonderful state of, of mind to be in. And I wish I could be in it 24-7. But the reality is we wouldn't be able to function but it doesn't hurt to try to be there for as much as you can, as often as you can. And I often say, it's a place that you have a key to. You can come and go as you please, as often as you please. It's a choice. And I'll tell you, certainly you can be, but in this reality, it's, it's challenging. I mean, everybody would say, well, if you're an enlightened person or you're a spiritual being, I mean, that's where how Christ was all the time and Buddha and Krishna. Well, when Christ <laughs> smashed all the merchants' tables at the temple, per se, I assure you, he was not exactly in that place, okay? The same thing, you know, you could give examples for Krishna per se and, and so on and so forth. But the, the, the point is, is that you can reside there and you want to reside there as much as you can. And, and how you achieve that is by purging as much of the stuff out as you can. And it, it just kind of happens that way. But it is a, a very loving, very beautiful, very, very cosmic enriching uh, there's just no words that can explain it. You know, I mean, when I when I think about it, you know, it just it just wants to bring me into that place, and I, oh, I just want to go there. I don't want to come back now. You know, um, it's wonderful. It's wonderful when you've been there. When you've been there, you just realize that. Everything is just okay. It's everything. Everything's going to be just okay. It's just all a ride. And you know what? It's just been a fantastic journey. And 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 you love every single minute of it. It's absolutely the best. And you realize that only in the end. And you think about all the bad, and all the good. And no matter how much the bad is, I'll say to you one thing. Take all the bad, all the bad in your life you want. Now find one good person you've met in your journey. And think about how that person makes you feel right now. And everything else that's bad doesn't exist anymore for you. It doesn't matter. It's like that.
Now, is surrender the thing that ties the very highest states and the low states together? Surrender is helping you remove the blockages that are preventing you from reaching the highs. Okay? It it is not to say that it makes you in a high state of consciousness. It just makes you pliable. It makes your foundation clean. It, it, it clears it. It means that you have a broader spectrum. It makes you more at peace, more at balance, happier in life. When you move into higher states of consciousness, it, it just allows your wingspan, per se, to open and move freer. And the ability to how high you can climb into these higher frequencies to gain information to bring back down is about how quality of that flight, per se, or that movement into these higher states of consciousness. So there, there is a difference between the two. To stay in a higher state of consciousness is, is, is like you're, you're using an energy mind and you're forcing the, the brain to, to work with it, to, to communicate it outward, okay? There's a point when you come down, you need to, to bring this in. You can't, you can't remain there because the, the brain gets tired. It's like running a car engine, no matter how good it is, at 140 miles per hour without giving it a cool-off period or a, a time to, to stop and stop moving so much and just absorb what, what you've learned through, through all the places you've driven and, and absorbed the information from. As long as you're in a physical body, you are going to have limitations in this dimension to how long and how wide or how far you can take your higher consciousness. But the point is you can go there, experience, bring it back, digest it, and then you kind of journey back and forth. And then you, you build a structure from here as, as your, your brain is more able to digest and work with that information. But to use surrender is, is really just helping you with that, that flow and maybe, maybe allowing you to take more with you than, than would you, you would have been able to do in the first place would have been a smaller amount. What changes in a person when they surrender? Everything you didn't like about yourself, it's gone. Just like that. You are the garden. You, you start off as the dirt that becomes the garden. It's, 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 it's all the ugliness you wore really, really was all about something that, that helped you get to, to become what you were and, and until you were ready to accept that you could be something beautiful. You're the ugly duckling that becomes a swan. You are the, the song that raises the spirit. You are, there is hope. There's always hope. And it's not a matter of if. It's a matter of just simply acknowledging. Everybody is so busy with life and, and problems and issues and getting caught into other issues and whatever. And forgetting who they are and wanting to find who they are and, and whatever. And just looking for completion. And the thing is, is in the end, you, they begin to wonder, am I good? Am I, is there something special about me? Is there something, is it, is it just something there I just want to know? And, and I'll tell you what that is. You are made from the fiber of God. You are supreme. You just have to know it. Just accept it. Don't be ashamed of it. Let it shine from you. It'll resonate from you. 
And when you accept that moment that you are made from the material of God, you are the finest, finest thing in all of the universes. Shine. You'll feel it. You tingle. You, you just, it just resonates. It's a, it's a beam for a second that, that tingles throughout your whole body. That's all you need to reflect on. Just just reflect on that. Just think about that. Think about what you are made of. And you'll know that no matter how much bad you can do, you haven't even, even speckled it yet. It's just somebody's fooled you that you have. That's it. Life is an illusion. Don't buy into it. Like the song, um, You Are Beautiful. That's the song you need to, to think. Listen to that song. Think about really what you are made of. That's all you have to really remember. And everything else just drops from you because it can't cling no more. It clings because you, you, you tell it to cling. You're letting it cling. Just, just know what you are. You, you are made from the fabric of God. And God wants you to know that. You're just not listening. Can you counter fear when surrendering? You can counter the darkest of dark. You, I don't care. You can be in the abyss of abyss of abysses. And if you just simply, truly go and acknowledge what I'm saying, God leaves no one behind. Simply put, there is an absolute forgiveness it's really you all you have to do is acknowledge what you've done you will go through your own purging process you will go through your own inner pain but in the end the world is flesh and it can be cruel and it can be uncruel it can be beautiful it can be kind but in the end it's it's a journey it's a journey to to experience if you look at nature and you look at life you could say that in life, people can be incredibly cruel and unkind. And I agree. I absolutely agree. And I get angry just like anybody else. But there has to become a point where you have to let that go for your own growth. You, you deal with it in human terms. You, you come to terms with it. And then you need to, you need to progress this. And, and in some ways, you don't want to. Because this is, goes back to what I was saying in the earlier. You don't want to hang on to it. But in nature, you look at lions going after to you know uh, these beautiful deer, and they're chomping and ripping them up apart alive. And and you look at the cruelty of life in nature. And then we all sit there and we go, well, that's nature. It's different. It's perspective. We are beyond animals in a sense, but in another sense, you have to 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 find intellectually a point when you can let go of certain things you have to let go and it doesn't mean that it doesn't matter i have already told you 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 have a knowledge of all these things a wisdom of it but you don't you don't make it so imper so personalized into your body so biochemically 
and that it reflects constantly. What is the difference between love and surrender? Love is surrender. Surrender is love. But most people don't, don't think about love. And I, I touched upon one kind of love. Um, and that love was a, a kind of controlling love. There is also uh, a love that you have for family, a love that you have for friends, a love for your pets. There is a sexual love. There is, is a variety of kinds of love. But most of these are very biologically oriented. You know, I, I often say that the greatest love is agape. It's the love of God. And if you love God, you must love yourself. You are made of the fabric of God. So by not loving yourself, you're not loving God. However you want to take it. In essence, people think of, of lustful loves or different kind of loves. I mean, you certainly can, can love your children. Your children are made of fabric of God. Love all people. They're made of the fabric of God. Every religion, fiber of it, understands this. It's the politics that they get it all screwed up. You get to throw out all the politics. There's no need for politics. In, in dimensional <laughs> levels of the universe, politics don't apply. It only applies really for the physical reality to a certain degree. But for the most part, it does more damage than it does good in many cases. So there are different kinds of love. But I would say that some loves aren't exactly good. You know, again, this is this love that can be so embroiled where you so passionately love someone that you begin to suffocate them because you're not letting them move on with their life or grow as an individual no more. Do you see what I'm saying? You've let that love become very taxing in a way. So so there, there are different kinds of love. Now, if you surrender things that you're close to, would you potentially stop caring about those people? No, you'll you'll always care about them. You know, because of the people, our family are the people that are closest in our lives. We generally have a lot of pain tied up with them. You know, by separating yourself from these people, you're you're probably causing yourself in most cases, not all, but most cases, more pain than actual good by by letting them go and. What you need to do is you need to acknowledge the bad and release it, surrender it. It doesn't mean that, again, this is the mind how it works, how we've been taught. It's like, well, if I surrender it, it's like letting them get away with all the bad things they've done to me. No. I promise you, they know what they did. They may not tell you. They may not acknowledge it. They may, they may act completely like it never happened. I promise you, they themselves know the wrong they did with you. And if you ask yourself right now, if you have anything similar, okay, no matter how these people are in your life that they, that they don't appear like they acknowledge it, I'll tell you right now, you already know that they know and they're suffering for it. They are. And you know it. You're just not acknowledging that because you want to see it in a very physical, communicated way. But you already know that they are. So... If you forgive them within yourself,
what else do you want? I mean, what else do you want? Free yourself. Don't let them hold you in that place anymore. Take their power away from them. Take their power away. Surrender it. Free yourself of their hold. Look them in the eye and let them feel your, your forgiveness, your love, your compassion. Because they are, in, are so engrossed in this dark place that they are acting out in their dark way. And they have, they have nothing compared to what you have now. Nothing. And they will know that. They will know that. They will want that. And now you have tried to inspire in them to heal their own pain. To heal their own ugliness. To heal their own, their own darkness. And they will have their own battle of having to accept what they did wrong. Because they, they cannot forgive themselves until they acknowledge internally what they've done to you. They will eventually, guaranteed, they will have to face their demons. Just like you will if you try to surrender it. You, you can only let it go if, if you really understand the error of your ways. You can't fake it. So just forgive them. And it doesn't mean that you open yourself up. I mean, don't be foolish and put yourself in similar situations. By surrendering, you don't you don't give that wisdom up of that knowledge. You don't put yourself in the same position. You assert yourself now. But you let the pain that they have, the control that they have over you, you've, you've thrown it out. You say, no more shall you have this, this, this ability over me. No more will I wallow in the pain that you've given me to carry for all these years. No more will I let it become me. No more. You take your place as a dimensional being and you perch it, you surrender it. And you step forward and you look the person in the eyes, forgiven, Forgiven doesn't mean that, that I can't forgive you. I can't give you forgiveness for you. I'm not saying that I'm giving you permission. I'm, I'm saying for me, I've let it go. You now need to, to resolve the issue for yourself. Well, do you forgive me? I am not saying that I'm giving you forgiveness. I'm saying I've let it go. You need to, to come to your own terms with it. I can't forgive anybody in this room. That's what I taught you earlier. Only you can forgive yourself. And you can only forgive yourself until you've learned from the error of your ways. So you, you say, I feel the pain of what I did. I know what I did hurt someone. I know I did something horrible. And so much do I want to change that. So much do I want to fix that. Not, well, you know, I don't care one way or the other. It don't matter to me. I guarantee you it does. You can lie all you want. You can lie to yourself. I guarantee you it, it's there. I will bet my life on it. If you want it to go and you want to hang on to it, that's fine. I can look at your tonal and tell it's, it hasn't changed at all. But I know when someone 
has suffered inside of themselves to the fact that they they deserve their own inner forgiveness that when they do it you can you can see the octave change for somebody like me it's it's an it's an octave change of frequency inside of them it's the only way that i can explain it and if you're going to ask me well you know did you think i did something bad I'm going to say, yeah, what you did was horrible. It was atrocious. It was disgusting. It was horrid. And I would not want to be you. Well, I don't care. Blah, blah. I don't care if you care. I've let it go already. I've moved on. But that doesn't mean I don't know what you did. It doesn't mean that I, I don't. Do you want my forgiveness if I was going to forgive you? I, I, I don't know if I forgive you. I know that I've surrendered it. But if you were to ask me if it was a horrible act, you did? Yes. Should you have to, to, to repent or suffer or made to correct? You know, that's, that's for you to, to deal with now or society and how it deems it, depending on what the situation was. But you, you can forgive the situation within you, you can surrender it. No matter how cruel, no matter how much damage or how much bad you did to someone else or whatever you did, you can surrender that. If they surrender it, you will look them in the eyes and you will see in their eyes, from their soul, from their feeling, that inner knowing, this person absolutely has, has accepted what they've done and are deserving of forgiveness. And if you've already surrendered it, you'll give them that, that, that forgiveness. You'll acknowledge that they've moved on. They've, they got it. That's what matters. And it's hard. Ego wants to hang on to it. Hate wants to hang on to it. Anger wants to hang on to it. But you need to let it go. You need to let it go or forever you will be trapped in this interdimensional holding cell. And it's and that cell that cell is, is locked from the inside out. It's locked from the inside out. You think that you can't open it, but you have the key right in front of you to open it. The lock's facing you on the inside. It's a choice. How does age play a role when surrendering? Well, I think that, you know, there's remarkable people, both old and young. So there's no real way to say for sure one or the other has an advantage. I mean, if you were to ask me rule of thumb, the majority, I mean, the older the person usually... It's hard to... I would say after someone's about... 50 or starts heading into the 50s, 60s, 70s, probably 60s, 70s. For most women, it's usually menopause. They gain the strength and power in life that men have. They become equals in a sense where men kind of somehow start to respect them. It's kind of an internal thing. Now, some women, of course, this happens a little bit early for. Um, for the most part, I mean, it, it's a man's world, and, and unfortunately, women get stuck with this, the short end of the stick and I, I don't think that's fair either but we're here for me to give honest answers of, of what I think and that's what I think 
when you hit about, I, I guess I would say 70-ish, there is a, a wisdom that you reflect back on life and you, you kind of learn the art of surrender to a certain degree. Now, not everybody learns it, but the, the majority does. And you, you have a, a what it seems to be more compassion, more understanding. And you know where it, where it comes from is you begin to realize that you've made errors in your own life and you've come possibly to terms with that. And you realize that you need to now acknowledge that in others, that you can compassionately see that you've, you've grown. It's not the fact that you acknowledge that these people have learned from their mistakes, but more or less what you're acknowledging is, is that you know with some level of confidence that they're going to get to where you're at. And because you have that insight to their future, you're more forgiven of, of their mistakes now. Does, does that make sense? So yes, surrender can, can be achieved much better as one grows older because as I've often said, knowledge is the foundation of vibration. It, it is the refining tools of, of how your consciousness is going to resonate. It's, it's how you internalize your emotions, your thoughts, your perception, your reality. And, and that changes as you grow older because you become aware of stuff, stuff that would have been horror to you in your youth and you would have reacted in a certain intensity wisdom dictates you know well i'm not going to exhaust myself last time i exhausted myself like that you know two weeks later i i realized that it really wasn't as a big deal as i thought it was you cannot substitute wisdom i mean i i look at you know this is why you know presidents should be old this is why indian chiefs you know are the oldest people of of the tribe there is a wisdom in this. They've been down the road. They know when to react and when not to react. They know basically when not to overreact. They see life in its finer qualities and, and they may have their own issues. There may be things that they need to grow at also, but the fact is, is they acknowledge that better than most people even. They, they will look at that and they'll say, yeah, I need to grow in this area or that area or more spiritually or more, you know, business-like or whatever. They, they, where other people don't want to acknowledge or, or admit to that. There's this, this level of, of superior confidence. Age refines, I mean, it is, it is fine wine. There's one part of me that's not looking forward to, to old age. And then there's a part of me that is so looking forward to it. You know, I mean, age is, is a trade-off. With aging, there is advantages and disadvantages. I would say, accept them all, forget about the disadvantages. It's just an, a constant exchange of growth is really what it is in the end. So if you really were going to ask me, older people have it better. If, if they can acknowledge what, what I'm saying now, if they're ready, they'll, they'll know. They'll say, yeah, this, this surrender is, is what I want. They'll, they'll, well, a younger person, they'll, they'll fight with it. But, a, but an older person, boy, they can, they'll jump, stop, be able to dump that luggage right out because they, they've been ready for it. They just, just didn't really have really thought about the means of, of the deliverance of, of, of letting it out like we're discussing now. Higher Balance presents The Power of Surrender, Part 3 of 4. Is there a way to surrender 
everything with one intention or do you have to surrender things one at a time? I, I think sometimes you just got to just surrender and, and you may not even know what it is. But there is this other part of your higher consciousness that you're not really tapped into unless you're really using the other programs. And you just have to trust that you're you're letting something out. I mean, you'll know you're letting something out. You'll feel it. But sometimes it doesn't have a name. You don't have a name for it. It may be something you don't even remember. But it's there. And your, your body will work with your dimensional energy. You'll feel it. It doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have an identity. Your dimensional soul doesn't really need a requirement that way. It doesn't categorize everything like how we in this spectrum. There could be things that you don't remember from age three back or something, you know, that, that may have been issues for you. And there may be issues that, that you've so suppressed that you, you're not really conscious through there. You know what I'm saying? But you'll begin to just feel these things coming out of you. And you, you'll feel them. You won't necessarily have a, a name for them, and, and they could just start flowing for no reason. It, it feels wonderful once they're, they're coming out. It's, it's a very good experience. Can things be surrendered from a past life, or do you just let that go when you die? Anything that's in your conscious mind, whether unconsciously or consciously, but within your dimensional realm, okay, if it's affecting you, which means it to be in this fiber rest of your being right now, it has to be something that's alive. If it's there from a past life, it's going to come out. Do you have to go through extreme turmoil to finally let go and truly surrender? I would say that there's as, as many stars in the sky, there are that many ways there are to surrender. It's just everybody's uniquely different. But I would, I would say it's very normal for most people to feel an intense level. Are there any big stumbling blocks that could prohibit someone from truly entering a state of surrender, such as you know, their family background, the way they were raised, religious background? Sure. Surrender, again, goes right back to what I was saying before. Your thought process or how you think, what you, you deem as your perspective, is based upon your knowledge base, which is based upon your experience. I, I find many people really change. I mean, most people don't really remain the same for the majority of their life. They, they tend to change religions, beliefs, home addresses. How you perceive is, is going to have a big effect of whether or not you are able to surrender or not. It's going to be how complex your mind is designed to kind of prevent you from, from having this release. Because I'll, I'll tell you, much of, of society is designed around the dough to not allow these things to happen. I mean, the, the, the people who are really going to have this, I mean, and I hate to harp on, you know, buy my product line, okay? But the truth is, much of, of, of this process is really made possible by the training from the series that we offer here at Higher Balance. If you, if you have a religious background, but you're looking at this, how much you're able to release is going to be based upon the information you have in order to, to work with your brain and work with your mind at the same time to, to make these things possible. No, I mean, if, if you still have a, a concept of sin or concept of good and evil in a uh, monolithic way, 
you are not going to have the same results because you, you believe that you have to be forgiven in the context of priests doing it or someone of authority. And you need to move past that. You need to really in-depthly understand that this is an internalized thing. And you may not be able to accept that yet. So you, you really have to expose yourself to a broader base of knowledge that sensibly and logically really tunes your consciousness up by, by making sense. And giving you, of course, tools to work with. Those tools yield experiences. And those experiences are like reading thousands of books. It, it broadens your whole spectrum of, of information, which in turn allows you to, to, to reach higher levels of surrender. It's a self-feeding process. I don't like to really bang on religion, but you know I, what I'm saying is that there comes a point where you have to take on different perspective views of, of that. How does surrender open up gateways when it comes to performing miracles? If you really think of what is surrender, I mean, you're really removing fibers that are really keeping your, your level in the dough. If you're removing them, you're moving up to do, re, mi, fa, you're moving up into higher octaves, which means when you were asking, is it possible to stay in this like surrender mode, you know, 24 7? Well, that's really what you're doing. So as you are moving up in these higher octaves, you really are resonating and receiving pranic energy in a, in a much higher level than normal. So spiritually, you're going to, to profoundly affect the world around you. You're going to raise other people's energy up. You're going to go up to someone and just like, you know, like, hi, and you're going to put this energy into them. They're just going to go, you've spiritually have affected them somehow, some way. You're going to maybe been trained in the sense through other material we have to heal. You're going to be able to heal and let this energy flow from you as if you were a conduit of allowing this energy to move through you. If you're going to use your abilities in other ways, it's, it's just going to flow. There's less resistance from this dimension. You're able to change this reality because you are from a pure level of what really rains down and, and becomes more solidified into this dimension. You're, you're from a pure level of energy now flowing through you. You've achieved what you've been trying to achieve your whole life. Would staying in a constant state of love or bliss not be desirable? It's a double-edged sword because... I think sometimes if you're so blissful, it really is that you're streaming in from this higher energy. And the point is, you're here to experience this dimension. So at a certain level, you have to be integrating with this reality. And as much as you may not like it, you have to sometimes accept the pain of this reality in order to, to find the, also the beauty at the same time. It's a trade-off. And it's, it's really not that bad in the end, even as much as I complain. But the truth of the matter is, is that you can find a happy medium of inner peace. But if you're going to help the world, then you have to waddle through the suffering along with everybody else if you're going to help them get to where they need to go. And I, for one, am willing to waddle through the suffering with them. The point is, I can endure the suffering that much better because I know that if I need to step away and, and heal myself or rejuvenate myself, I can't.
How does surrendering open one up to paranormal and metaphysical experiences? You are removing blockages that other people have all these billions of other programs and therapies and systems and medications to do. And you are really using a simple form, but a very complex form, in order to remove those blockages. When you begin to remove these blockages, these logs, these log jams, and, and this fluidic sensory that you want to, to release from your sixth sense, you're freeing up that sensory. It's all tied in. Because it's a sixth sense, it's more of an energy consciousness. It's the highest level of your consciousness that's closest to your physical sensory. By removing deep-rooted issues you're you're freeing that sensory up to expand on a much broader spectrum are mindfulness and surrender related well mindfulness absolutely because it's assisting you to achieve surrendering states you know you can be bombarded by by negative energies that that are, are basically preventing you from surrendering they're occupying yourself with building up these deep rooted emotional things that are that are rooting so deeply that they're permeating into you spiritually mindfulness says oh no you don't Whew, out you go it's a bouncer you can have the bad guy or the trouble screaming and yelling the bouncer saying i'm not letting you in now we got to clean up the damage you did in there so instead of letting them keep doing more damage, you've, you've now prevented them from continuing and you're able to repair and fix the damage done and move on. It's the bouncer. That makes sense for everybody? So, so yes, they're, they're, they're very useful for one another in a sense. Are there any noticeable changes in a person's physiology when they enter a state of surrender? Sure. People will say that there's a different intensity about me or a different physiological look about me. I think that your immune system raises incredibly. I think that if you have a cold or an illness, if you surrender you, and you reach these great levels of, of this positive place, your immune system is going to raise. You're, you're going to run out this illness out of your body. If you have some kind of disease, you're, you're going to find that your body's coping and repairing it at a much rapider level. You're also going to find that if you can stay in this sense of surrender without asking to be healed, okay, without asking, okay, you will probably find that there's a very good chance at one of those sessions that the universe will just fix you. I have seen it happen. And, but you can't ask for it. You just have to do your work on yourself. And if miracles had a frequency of opportunity, it would be at that state. Let's talk about cancer, for instance. Some people believe or teach that cancer is allowed to rampage the body because you've given up the fight or it's something that you're not willing to let go of. Now that sounds insane, but going back to what I'm saying about the, the whole being healed miraculously, you can surrender your illness, accept the terms of it. Now you would think, well, if I accept it, it's going to run rampant and explode because my body's learning not to deal with it or saying, okay, we're just not going to fight it no more. Not true at all. But every part of your instinct's going to tell you, fight it, fight it, fight it. Don't surrender to it. What I'm saying is if you surrender to, to the devastation, you are doing to it 
what I'm saying is you're going to do to someone who's done you wrong in your life by forgiving them inside of yourself, forgiving the damage they've done. It somehow relinquishes it if you can do it. It'll literally, in many cases, I don't want to say it's going to cure you, but I, I have to say in some cases it has cured people. In many cases, I believe that it is the, the ultimate point. What should someone expect from their ego when surrendering? <laughs> a similar battle that you're dealing with the, the babbler. Ego comes in many shapes and sizes. Ego is often associated with pride, arrogance, overconfidence, zealous. Ego can be such a, a subtle echo and profoundly have such a big effect. Ego would be going into surrender feeling that you, you don't, won't have a problem surrendering. You can do this, no problem. Accept the challenge that it's going to be difficult and you may not be able to achieve it. Accept it all. Accept, accept the overwhelming thing that you face. And as it's pressing on you and you surrender, you will become ethereal. It will still remain matter and the 500 tons that it is will pass through you and you will you will then re-manifest on the top of the heap. You cannot allow ego to even be in, involved. And the only way that you can get rid of the ego is to surrender it too. Maybe you should start off in, in your in your stages by when you start your session. I surrender my ego. Say it right now. Sit 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 in the position I taught you. Put your hands on your lap, thumbs touching. Okay. Take a nice deep breath in. I surrender my ego. Breathing in. Saying out loud, I surrender my ego. One more time in. Say it aloud. Now, when you say that and you stop, how do you feel? Something is opened. Now, how honestly you want that to happen will decide the level of what you just released. How honestly you choose to release your ego, if you really want to let go of your ego, you will let it go. Because you're saying... I'm letting it go. You are the commander in chief of your consciousness. You just don't choose to exercise the power that you have. And it, it is ego that tells you, well, you're being arrogant if you think you can do that. And it defeated you now if you accept that thought. Do you get what I just said? Think about it. So the first thing that you say goes... When you sit down to do your session, 
I'm releasing my ego. Well, what makes you think that I'm not here? What makes you think that you got your ego isn't your ego telling you you can get rid of your ego? Doesn't matter. I now will continue with phase two of my of, of my release program, my surrender program. And you just move on. It's like the whole blowing out thing from foundation. You know, you're just kind of blowing out an issue. You're blowing out your ego. Out with the ego. Breathe in new. What else are we going to take? Come on. Okay. You know, all right. Deep abusive relationship. Okay. Such and such. Out. I'm letting you go. Out you go. That's it. Out with you. It may sound simple. You may have to peck away at this, but what happens is you're going to go to deeper and deeper recesses. It's, it's as if issues that are problem have, have layered themselves like sediment. They've rooted themselves deeply. And when you, when you take the top, it's like pulling the top of a weed out of your garden. Okay, you pull it out, you throw it out. It looks like you got rid of the problem. You feel relieved. You can't see it no more. But you need to keep working maybe on that. And you'll know if you do or not. And then what's going to happen is you'll feel deeper releases emotionally coming out then. Do you follow me? So it, it, it comes out in different ways. Is there ever a time where you would have to surrender something that you don't see as negative? Well, you know, if you surrender it and it's not negative then it, it, it's not going to flow out. It's already part of your, your conscious knowledge. It doesn't have any rootings. You don't want any roots is the bottom line. You can have conscious knowledge, do you understand, to draw upon as a, as a, as a being, experience. But what you're doing is you're not letting it root into you to solidify you, to hold you to this, to this physical realm or to the dough. You're, you're letting it go. So if there's nothing to, to really let go, you're just you you're really just doing a, a check on it. Check. This is just so potent. I mean, I don't care if you're an abused housewife, abused child, abused socially by other people, a Vietnam vet, post-war syndrome, illnesses. I don't care what it is. Just visualize it. Feel, you don't have to feel the full emotion of it, but just kind of acknowledge that feeling of, of inside of you and just say, I, I release it. I surrender it. I surrender it. Just work on it every so often. Move on to the next one. Don't sit there wondering if you got rid of the problem. Not. Just, just, it's okay. Sometimes it might just take an hour for it to, to release. You might be sitting out watching TV and all of a sudden you just feel this, boy, I don't know why, but, but something just came right off of me. It's in progress. Don't push it. Let it let it take its course. Do your work. Move on with your day. But it can be applied for everything. You just simply feel it as you're doing your ritualistic process per se. Choose to release it. Breathe in. Release it out. Internalize. Feel the emotion. Release it out. And then deal with how whatever emotions come afterwards, the relief, the joy, the pain, the tears, whatever, however it comes out. If nothing comes out, just wait. Wait. If you don't feel nothing the rest of that day or the rest of the week, go back to it and do it again. It's it will it will maneuver out when it's ready. It's it's like a, it's like a tooth for for a, a young person, you know. It's, it's got to wiggle and take its time, but it's gonna come out. Don't be ripping it out before it's ready. It'll it'll come out. The fact that you're dealing with it is telling you it's it's ready. It's loose. Are there events in life like? dreams or meditative states that can trigger surrender? I think that there are always 
people who are probably more spiritually evolved from previous lives and in some ways um, in their dream worlds they're able to act as their own therapist per se and help with release um, so certainly because dreams themselves are, are mechanisms to help you release on, on more simpler levels issues in life this is again what I've taught from primitive instinct why we dream in the first place is to to cope I also believe that there are beings who who may have a vested interest in you that will work with you in your dreams to help you release stuff and it can be released more easily in dreams and you find in your conscious that for some reason you've accepted something and when you say you accepted that really means you've surrendered something I know that in many cases I work with many individuals on a dream level because there's less issues from their conscious minds for me to have to, to battle through. I can work with a vast amount of people in their dream reality more than I can in a conscious level in many cases. Many people are, are very aware of the work that I do with them in a dream level. But if it's ever negative, it's, it's really just you know your ego mind putting fear into what the overwhelming possibilities are. I would never do anything negative to someone that's that's just inner fear, inner mind working its thing of being overwhelmed with, with ideas of what I could do or couldn't do. How does someone begin to surrender? You decide if you're ready or not. I always say breathing is a key element. Breathe in, thinking about the idea of surrendering. If you feel a, a tightness in your chest and you exhale out, that right there is a key indicator that, they're, that you're ready to start doing it. If you don't feel a kind of feeling inside of you uh, that's very subtle, then you're probably not ready. Okay. Once you are ready, you have to have quiet. You have to have privacy. You have to have alone time Okay, because you may cry. You may laugh. You you may may be just like this is the the happiest moment in my life that I'm finally able to let this go. But you're going to need private time. Okay, uh, you're going to to start off by standing facing north, do a few breathing exercises and breathe back out, blowing out maybe some basic issues for the day. Like you know, all right, I'm not going to worry about laundry. I'm not worrying about my bills right now. I'm not going to worry about those things. Just blow them out like you would do in a traditional meditation. Maybe do a meditation first. When you're done with your meditation, then stand back up to change the whole feel of what you're doing. I almost would recommend choosing a slightly different spot than you normally would choose to do your meditations because that's a very special energy you're developing there. And you don't want all this release dumpage in that vicinity. So you may want to select a slightly different area, but if that's the only area you have to work with, it's still okay. Again, exercise your energy teachings that you've learned from other programs. Then as you're standing up, you do your breathing, and then you want to begin feeling that you're ready to start releasing. You might want to sit down in a chair, feet on the floor flat, um, not crossed, hands uh, within hands, just you would meditate, and you then want to, to go within and then see what is the first big issue that starts to come up. You'll know. You'll know because you'll know what you need to have for surrender inside of you you'll know what your issues are whether they're health issues emotional issues family issues it doesn't matter choose one if you can't if you don't feel with one is choose one or just say i surrender 
all of it and then it'll start to flow out you'll you'll feel it just use your breathing breathe in and when you surrender you just let it out and say say to yourself in the most intimate way i surrender i forgive myself i forgive myself over and over again i forgive myself it's okay you just keep using those words i forgive myself or you say your name eric i forgive you it's okay and you're really talking to your physical self which is affecting your spiritual self so if you it's okay to kind of talk in the second person because you're internalizing your spiritual self with your physical self it's it's a duality but it's really not that key of an issue in this particular case and you just keep working with that keep saying that to yourself and then maybe go to your heart chakra and fill that that space in up with the positive energy and smile and then breathe in through that heart chakra place and then and then lit back out again and when you feel a little tired or you've gone through your emotional run it's time to say okay i'm i'm bowing to the universe again exhale out inhale back in just like you would for your meditation okay and get on with your day is there anything you'd recommend outside of the higher balance system for someone who has maybe buried away some of their issues well, of course, see a therapist. I mean, a therapist is not weakness. It's not a bad thing. A therapist is someone who's unbiased in hearing out what you have to say. And sometimes you just need to vent to someone who is going to hear what you're say, saying, and they're going to give you unbiased opinion back or, or, or give you resolve on how they would perceive that. And just by you understanding it in a different perspective could remove a million tons off of you. So I always, and it doesn't necessarily mean it has to be a professional therapist if you can't afford that. You know, sometimes it's just a good friend, but you need to communicate that, that I want to do something here with you. I just want you to, to hear what I have to say and, and maybe just acknowledge it. And maybe if you feel like you have some advice to briefly give that to me as I'm releasing with you, are you okay with that? Whatever it takes. If you don't have anybody, you know, release into a mirror. You know, talk to yourself as a second person. You know what I'm saying? And then give advice that you would give to that person. And now that may sound crazy, but there's some logic to that. I mean, you've got to help yourself in any ways that you can. That's the bottom line, is that inch by inch you gain a mile. If you're getting ready to release or you're ready to do a meditation and you, you catch your hand in the door... I'm willing to say that it's going to be a while before your physical hand stops demanding your attention. Well, on a, on a more minor level, if you've just eaten and you're usually going to fall asleep after you eat, well, you're not helping yourself. If you're going to do things that are going to affect your physical condition, yes, it's going to affect you. If you eat a better diet, more power to you. Be conscientious. Your body is your temple. So what you put into it is going to affect your brain biochemically. And your brain biochemically is going to affect your mind. Because it is the stronger center point. You're in this dimension using this body to, to plug you into this dimension. It is the most powerful mechanism that your, your conscious mind is rooted into until it's run its process of life. You're really reverse engineering to kind of reach the mind of who you truly are. 
how you you look at your body or what health your body's in, whether you're drinking too much caffeine or whether you're drinking too much soda or too much sugar or too many fat foods or whatever, do the best that you can. I am certainly not going to preach at somebody for certain things. I mean, I, I don't consider myself the best at certain things physically, but I mean, there's a limit that I, I will draw that I know is, is too much for even me. And I, I know that I have to exercise some willpower and say, okay, I, I can't do that. And I certainly have more advantages than most people. And I still will reserve myself in most cases uh, to, to better my own physical health. The better care you take of your physical body through physical fitness, through you can walk a mile or two a day. I think walking is one of the best therapies that you could possibly have. And I'll, I'll give you a little tip. If you walk a mile a day, every day, rain, sleet, snow, shine, whatever, okay? If, if you really have a lot of issues on your mind, if you do that for one week, by the second week, you will find that almost all of your inner issues start to unwind, okay? You'll catch yourself, blah, 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 and it's almost the answers start popping into your head. And you know why? Because you're physically moving the body, and primitively speaking, we were very nomadic, and this is when we would, would be in calm states. It's when we just would walk and we don't really have anything to think about. Well, you're unwinding your thoughts and your inner consciousness now is able to talk to you without anybody else bothering you, without you having any other responsibilities. And in this modern age, without the computer tempting you to be entertained or the TV to entertain you or whatever else, is there a good book you want to read? You really are diverting from the inner issues that you need to work with. And you're, you're not facing them. You're not dealing with them. So when you're walking, you're kind of excluding access from other people to you and other objects to, to distract you. So it's probably one of the best therapists you can have is to just simply walk. And you gain the benefits of, of health from it. Can dreamscape sessions be integrated with surrender? What is going to happen is, is that if you're working on surrender stuff, very likely you're going to find that in your dreamscape, more stuff is going to start coming up with the dreamscape. The dreamscape is going to certainly complement the surrender process. But surrender is really you really knowing specific issues that you know are probably things that you need to let go of. And therefore, you are bringing them up more directly and, and a very powerful tool of, of releasing that. Whereas a dreamscape is, is not going to draw on major issues unless you're really ready to handle it. Do you see what I'm saying? Dreamscape more or less is effectively taking chunks out, but not huge leaps that, that are going to be done through surrender. There's not really a very good comparison between the two, but surrender definitely um, is a huge, huge tool in removing issues very rapidly. Using a dreamscape could bring up some big issues and help you resolve them. I don't think there's a comparison between the two. Does surrendering open you up to a direct experience or connection with the universe? As I've said before, you are clearing yourself of everything that is acting as the resistance to you hitting the higher levels of vibration. So if you clear the debris, if you clear the logs, you're going to clear the path for this absolute experience. And once you have that experience, it doesn't matter. You've, you've, you'll be exactly where you need to be. Can you develop multidimensional consciousness without surrendering? It's harder work. But yeah, absolutely. But you're going to end up dealing with the same issues. It's just that you're going to, to probably deal with them 
a bit differently. It's a little bit longer of a process, but it's, a, it's still a lot more progressive than any other methods out there, as far as I'm concerned. Do you consciously return from a state of surrender? There is a settling in period of to who you are. The difference is, is you just simply feel new and improved. You feel clearer. Your mind is clearer. Your your sense of well-being is clearer and happier. You 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 tend to carry a much more positive attitude. It's the only way that I can explain it. You've removed something that's been inner weight to you. You've been wanting to relieve it. You remember happier days, and you've forgotten what it felt like. That you're going to say, "Wow, now I I'm having that same place I used to be before these these things affected my life," and you're going to feel relieved. This in turn changes your whole perspective on life. This this whole optimism pessimism switch begins to take place. Can surrender be fueled by desire? Of course it is, and don't be ashamed of that. You have a desire to be better. Why is that bad? You have an intention to to sit down and do this. Perfectly okay. How does being honest with yourself come into play with surrender? Well, you can't have surrender unless you're absolutely honest with yourself. So if you're not honest with yourself, you won't get the results that you're looking for. And you'll know that you aren't honest with yourself. You'll feel it. You internalize it. You know it. When you ultimately surrender, are you surrendering observation as well? It's a combination. Observation is part of how you communicated the damage to yourself. Whether it's visual observation or, or second-person observation mentally, it's still an acknowledgement of how it's, it's fermented itself inside of your, your being. It's a way the data or the experience was recorded, and so therefore it's, it's part of the process that's being removed. When you're in a life-or-death situation, how or when do you know if you should just surrender rather than taking some kind of direct action? You're going to go through all of the natural physical responses and the level of how extreme those physical responses will be will be dependent on, on your training and how you perceive the situation. If somebody has a gun in the room, you're obviously going to perceive this as a threatening situation. Your physical body is either going to lock up, <laughs> believe me, you wouldn't believe what's going to happen, but it'll happen, or you will immediately seek a method of escaping, start hyperventilating, whichever. Um, there is a point where your mind will be working, but your body's going to be just haywire. I would say, naturally, you want to survive, and, and the survival mechanism is what you should be looking at doing. I mean, surrender, in this particular case, is not necessarily the situation that you want to do. I mean, if you're in a situation where there's just nothing you can do, and you want to live, you don't have to ask yourself if you want to live. You know you want to live. It's intent. I would then surrender. I would surrender and, and just say, okay, I'm, I'm surrendering the situation because it's, it's above and beyond my control at this moment, and I'm, I'm letting the universe come into me knowing 
that what I really want is I want to live. I want to see my family. I want to say my goodbyes if I'm going to pass before I pass if it's possible. But I accept the situation no matter how it's dealt at this point. You kind of internalize all that. I'm willing to bet, as as what happened in my particular situation, and, and I'm not going to say they're, they're going to do the same thing, but the gun was a good working gun, the trigger was pulled, and then the mechanism didn't work. And uh, I think the universe will hear your request without requesting it. And you accept it for what it is. So when you talk about being conscious as well as having flow, is that a different way of describing the state of surrender? No, it's it's basically very similar. When you're not surrendering, you're, you're stiff, you're rigid. You may not realize that, but if you think about your body right now and your mind and everything else, you're very in the now, but it's, it's very structural. It's very thick. When you surrender, I often say you must become a wreath in the wind. When the wind is blowing, if you are an old, stale, thin branch, you're going to snap off. You can't, you can't resist the power of this, this, this blowing wind. But if you can allow the limberness to, to swing randomly, left, right, up, down, back, right, left, it's as if you can't even begin to feel it. If you look at the trees and you look at the leaves, there is a certain dance of synchronicity that they do. It's, it's very harmonizing. It's very meditative. It's very relaxing. Okay, Flow comes from surrender. The most powerful force in the universe comes from a, a surrendering. You are not physically designed to handle the potency of the universe moving through you at any given moment fully. Okay, If you become fluidic or you surrender your sense of how you want to allow yourself to be, the universe then can move through you without harming you. And it is profoundly powerful. And it is profoundly perfect in its movements. So you want to have a sense of surrender. And you'll know that as you work with it, you'll develop what that sense is. And then unconsciously thinking about it, it'll, it'll just act from you. It is a balance of feminine and masculine. If you really find true surrender, the universe is not male nor female. It is actually a combination of both. It is a third, and that third is a balanced masculine-feminine energy, which is this, this relaxedness, but this power that's able to move from it. Okay, The feminine being the flexibility, the masculine being just, just the potential of what it's doing, the amount of creation that comes from it, in a sense. In essence, you have a level of surrender, but you have a certain confidence of trust that's coming from it. So that's it, that masculine-feminine polarity within you you can emotionally allow to move through you. The ideal for many Eastern spiritual methodologies is to achieve a state of non-dual awareness permanently. Can non-dualism or seeking to stay within it permanently prevent someone from truly surrendering? Well, it's like detaching from reality. I, I disagree. You're here to experience this dimension. You're here to be plugged in. Don't deny that. Accept it. And then you can find the correct balance between the two.
Many seekers believe that even by pursuing spiritual growth, they are desiring. They think that enlightenment is something that you cannot pursue, and it is only achieved by letting go or surrendering all desire. That's a yes and no. I mean, but the simple fact of giving up everything, you you are acknowledging your intent. So I would say, listen, you can want enlightenment. There's nothing wrong with that. You can want this absolute level of of what of of higher conscious, if you will. Okay, just because it's what you're looking for doesn't mean in the end that that it's going to have an effect on how you achieve it. In a sense, if these people are saying you have to give up your ego or the sense of wanting it, okay, yes, that's true, okay, but to get to that point, you still have to be able to acknowledge what it is that you're trying to to find to give up in order to get it. So, accept it, and when you accept and you internalize it, don't make a big deal about it. Just just know that that's something that you're trying to achieve. You don't have to throw the want for that out. Do you see what I'm saying? But don't think about wanting it at the same time. I think it's a self-answering self progress. By surrendering, I said surrender the ego. If you surrender the ego, the ego includes the gains of what it is you're trying to gain. You're simply surrendering. So yes, it's true what they're saying, but... I don't see the importance of having to acknowledge that to make it an issue. I think by making it an issue, you start even a bigger level of duality in, in thinking about it. Don't worry about it. They're making a bigger deal out of it than, than what it is. Is this surrendering the same as Buddhist detachment? Detachment really is in Buddhist belief system is is basically to to really detach from what we consider the physical gains of life for the most part I would say is there's a certain level of truth to that yes but I would not want to take it to the level that they are because I also think that it detaches you from what you need to experience from life at the same time and I believe you need to walk life you need to to experience life fully but it's it's really the the perspective you take on life rather than saying you need to detach completely from it i want to experience i want to know that i was alive while i was here i just don't want to cling to to all the negative experiences that, that came on my journey and let it just anchor me into a non-functioning being i don't want it to rot me out i want to be alive i want to feel the grass underneath my feet i want to laugh with my friends i want to watch a sunrise i want to dance with my partner i want to experience life in its fullest level along the path there's a few jerks on the way and there's a few shitty experiences and i don't want that to stop me from appreciating life the creation of god so in a sense if you want me to experience detachment to what level is your expectation from what perspective i don't want to be detached from life it's not about wanting a car or having a car, having to be the best car or whatever. Want it. Have the best car. Don't let it engross you. Don't let it control you. Don't let it just dominate. I mean, you, you could say, well, I have an old bang-up car and you have a top-notch car. It just shows that I'm more detached than you for necessity. Well, 
you could have a bugging carriage too. If you really wanted to, you could be walking everywhere if you wanted to. You could give up your shoes if you really wanted to. You could give up all your clothing and your robes if you wanted to. It's a matter of perspective. What really comes down to is, is, is who wore you in your life? Were you kind? Were you compassionate? Were you forgiving? Did you enjoy the, the creations that life had to offer you? Did you enjoy the creations that were created by God? Did you smell the flowers? Did you feel the grass on your toes? Did you help a kindred person in your journeys out often enough? Do you feel that you've done enough to say thank you to God for giving you this opportunity to experience this life? If the answer is no, then you've got a lot of work to get started on. And there's no time like the present. I think people get too caught up in all of the, the details of, of how they're supposed to, to live their lives in these, these recipe books is what I call it. I mean, when I look at the, the Quran, the Kabbalah, the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Bhagavad Gita, these are all rule book, the recipe books on, on how you're supposed to live. Your, I, you can't live your life through a recipe book. You can't. You already know right from wrong internally. You already know. And each place in, in each part of your life, where you are, where you happen to come into this world and what society you're in, and where that level of society has come to, you have to adapt to that experience. And no one book is going to work for every single situation. I don't care how, how they say, yes, it can. They're making it. They're interpreting it and bending the rules through their interpretations to make it seem like it's fitting. You already know the answers internally. You already know. All you have to do is free all the rubbish inside of you, surrender it all, and all the correctness will come forward. That's it. It's that simple. One uh, tip that I will share in regards to how this knowledge and this tool of rewriting information has helped me in my life. I went through a period that was uh, a bit abusive uh, with a stepfather. In one particular case... I was doing some homework at the kitchen table. He had come into the room and he often would drink instant coffee, if I remember correctly. And so he would put a kettle of water on the gas stove and turn it on and wait for the whistle to blow. And, and he'd come in and make his, his cup of coffee and then go back off into his workroom. I didn't think anything of it, but he came in and he was doing something in the kitchen and he left. And I continued working on my homework. He came back into the room and he says something, you know, what the hell are you doing? Why, you know, why did you shut off the, the hot water? Who the hell do you think you are? And I was like, huh, what, what, what are you talking about? What's, what's the matter? I know you, you shut off the, the kettle to the, to the water. Well, you know, you think I didn't know you shut it off? And, and he just kind of stormed off. And, um, I really just didn't know what to make of the situation. And being fearful slightly of him to begin with for a lot of the abuse that he put me through uh, at that stage of my life and my youth, I remembered hearing some thumping behind me. And before I could react, I remember seeing a, a bright color of yellow and red. And, and it was very bright. And uh, 
I must have lost track of time or something. But anyway, I opened my eyes what seemed like a few moments later to this intense pain, like like somebody stomping on my head. And I opened my eyes and I looked upward. I was on the floor at that point and looking up at my stepfather. My stepfather had a, a board, um, like what looked like a two by four, but I, I don't remember exactly what it was. He was yelling at me, shaking the stick, saying if I ever touched his hot water or thought that I was going to play games with him or something, that I'd think twice about that or something to that effect. And he marched off. So that was a very painful, um, abusive memory, one of many, um, of my, my dealings with my, my wonderful stepfather at the time. And uh, one of the, the things that the surrender method um it really has helped me uh, become at peace with myself with my my stepfather and the the cruelties he put me through for a period of time so in in this particular case to share this with you sitting in the position and reviewing that memory i just simply clear my mind and I go back to that moment, and when he comes in, he hollers. You keep as much of the, the situation as you can to, to keep it as real as you can for the brain. As my stepfather marches in and I hear his footsteps again, instead of, of taking this wallop to the head, I see myself and visualize myself in detail. It's very important with, with putting as much emotion in with it as possible. To keep it as real for the organic brain as possible. I spin around in my chair, I grab the stick that's coming down on me, and I, I hold it, and I jerk it free from him, and I stand up, and I, I kind of say to him, you know, you better leave me alone or else. Now get out of here. And I throw the stick on the ground, and he becomes a little bit intimidated and, and terrified of me, and, and, and in his intimidation, he kind of runs off. And I feel the confidence that comes with it and the reward of, of being able to defend myself and to, to make a stance. Now, that may seem perhaps a little silly to some people, but somewhere in your brain, your brain rewrites that memory instead of a painful position in your brain. It puts it into a positive, assertive place in your brain. And from this is the slight beginnings of building a level of confidence that comes with it. Now, you might say to yourself, well, I know what really happened. It doesn't matter. The brain doesn't necessarily work completely together. It has its own little departments on how it stores facts and information and experiences. If you continue to do this, you believe it or not, you are able to really balance yourself out much more emotionally and not react to circumstances whether you were fearful then. I mean, I, I could have been at the point wherever I heard somebody behind me now, I might just jump around in a fearful way because I feel that I've rewritten and reprogrammed a lot of these experiences that were negative for me. I've limited the amount of psychological damage that they can do to me. It is not a cure-all, but in the end, I, I certainly feel it is, it's an excellent form of self-therapy. And you can also use this for, for bad mistakes that you've made yourself. And, and maybe you will never get the forgiveness of, of a person because perhaps they've passed or they've moved on or they're just not going to give it to you. But there's a part of you that needs that forgiveness. So by you reinventing or re-seeing that experience, you could see them loving you like a mother who never loved you properly perhaps or a father or maybe making a bad decision and it was a bad outcome. You can rewrite it, and it may seem you, a sense of guilt with that, that you're giving yourself something you may not fully deserve. But the real question is, have you come to terms with it, as I keep saying? Have you come to terms with it? And if you have, and that person just is not willing to give you that forgiveness that you so desperately need to move on, 
then I say it's okay to give it to yourself. I say it's okay. And you, you make of it what you want. But be the best person that you can. And the only way that you tr- truly deserve this and will receive this is if you, your heart of hearts, you are truly sincere to this factor, to this, to this gift that you are giving yourself. And above all, love yourself. Love yourself as if it was a second person. Love yourself. Go back through your life and every bad moment, turn it into a positive moment. I like the saying, forgiven but not forgotten. Me and my stepfather, we don't speak no more. I've moved on with my life. He's moved on with his. And I know that he is a very, very deeply disturbed and ugly human being for his actions. He's just filled with anger and rage. And that's just who he is. Uh, but if I see him, I say, hello, how are you doing? Etc. Etc. But you better believe when he looks in my eyes, there is a sense of fear in him because there is an absolute sense of confidence in mine. And that's something he never dominated in me. I have conquered him. I am the warrior. I am the alive person. And he is the dead dying person in his ugliness. And, and I can't help him. But, uh, I haven't forgotten what he's done, but I certainly have allowed myself to forgive him so that I do not keep dwelling on that past, and I've moved on. I'm grateful that I have. A lot of people ask us, where is the best place to start with our courses and material? The fundamental backbone of everything in our catalog is the Foundation Meditation System, This is a unique meditation technique geared to the purpose of absorbing prana, stimulating key regions of the body that enhance sensory development, and allow one to tap into a source of unbridled spiritual energy. Foundation meditation can be learned in our book, Meditation Within Eternity, or you can visit our website, foundationmeditation.com, to acquire the audio course. Again, that's foundationmeditation.com. Each of Eric's books comes with a secure readers-only section online that contains a treasure trove of complimentary free training material. When you add up all the free training you get with each book, you have a combined total value of over $1,000 in additional content. This includes classes, guided meditation exercises, and more. Digital and physical copies are available at higherbalancebooks.com. Order the set on discount now, and we'll also send you a free guru deck in the mail for physical orders. Again, that's higherbalancebooks.com. Go there now, order your set, and join the growing movement of spiritual adepts. Follow us on Instagram at higherbalanceinstitute, all one word. If you like this podcast, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a positive review to help others like yourself find this knowledge. If you would like to support this podcast, please visit our online store at higherbalance.com. Meditation. It's more than just relaxation. There are different kinds of meditation, just like there are different tools to do a job. Finding the right kind of meditation will decide whether you awaken or whether you just simply drift. Energy. 
more than just a thought, but of movement that you can literally feel through your body. Visions, more than a faded idea within your consciousness, but rather a vivid reality so clear it'll make you question reality itself. Meditation, if used properly, will show you how to move the currents of your mind into a better life, a more prosperous life, consciousness expanding, memory improvement, inner balance, higher balance. Most of all, discover who and what you are and what you can do. Join us at Higher Balance Institute. We'll help change your world. Thank you for listening to Rebel Guru Radio. 